You'd think that as a video game podcaster and comedian, my life is all fun and games. And honestly, you'd be right. About 90% of the time, it's, it's pretty sweet. But every morning, I deal with something very, very serious. My face. You don't become an Edmonton 6 overnight. It takes work. And in my case, it takes good facial hair. And fortunately, I have a great facial hair tag team partner in Harry's. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set and see what I'm talking about. Harry saw the tire fire that the shaving market had become and asked, how did it get like this? Crappy plastic razors, overpriced blades, all locked up like gold bars. And they said, no, we... We can fix this. And damn it, they did. Harry's ships premium quality razors right to your door. About once a month, I check my mail and there's that little box with everything I need to keep my kid presentable status. The blades stay sharp longer, which means an easier time getting my face in order in the morning. And the razors don't look like a dumb piece of plastic that a junior high schooler uses to take care of their peach fuzz. You have the facial hair of a man now. Shave like one. I actually leave my razor handle on the bathroom counter all the time just because it looks so damn classy. Harry's blades are German engineered and they're made to last. They're the best blades on the market for the best price and you don't even have to go out to get them. Set your delivery schedule and shave like a king. I know it sounds sarcastic, but I'm being serious. I've used Harry's forever. These blades are really freaking good. Highest reviews in the industry. A money back guarantee that you're not going to need and a subscription that you can cancel anytime you want. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 192. And I figured, hey, the new Sonic the Hedgehog movie is right around the corner. So let's do what the professional podcasters does and let's just stay topical. We're going to talk Sonic the Hedgehog this week. We're talking Sonic 1, the first game ground zero the debut um i think the thing is is i think most of our listeners know that i grew up in a nintendo house i never really had access to sega when i was a kid um but i've also always loved sonic like his games i could take or leave his games but like the comics the cartoons the art the character himself i'm just a big fan of sonic and let's call a spade a spade here sonic might not be mario but I don't think he's too far away as far as his impact on the industry or his recognizability goes. Like, Sonic's a big, big fucking deal. As I'm going to talk about in this episode, Sonic is cooler than Mario. Mario's games are better than Sonic. Sonic is cooler than Mario. And I know that's entirely what Sega was shooting for when they designed the little blue bastard and damned if they didn't nail it. Man, I love Sonic. I'm excited for this. And truth be told, 
Uh, this episode was actually Mark McHugh's idea. He's our resident former Hall of Famer, and he is my guest here on the show this week. And honestly, I w- if I had to guess, I would say the game chat portion of the podcast this week is like 50% talking about Sonic's first video game and 50% just talking about his legacy and the impact that that game had on gaming as a whole. Um, because listen, like I'm not trying to get you Sonic diehards all riled up or anything like that. But the first Sonic game itself is a little, well, it's a little rough. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. It's just, it's just, I don't know what else to say. It's just a little, a little rough. And we're going to get into that. I'll explain why. We'll do all that in just a minute. Because speaking of something being just a little rough, it's time for yet another edition of the Remember the Game infamous intro. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. Consider this your warning. Our intros are kind of long these days, but they're fun. Like, they don't suck. We talk video games. We talk video game stuff. It's, it's not boring. It's Our intro is like the first level of a Sonic the Hedgehog game. You just throw caution to the wind and fucking ride the slide, man. Uh, but seriously, though, if you do want to skip it, go about 30 minutes up the road. Or else give it a chance. We'll talk video games. It'll be fun. Um, we have merchandise. We have hoodies, t-shirts, coffee mugs, posters, all kinds of cool stuff. Rocking badass art. Uh, over Okay. I've done this plug a hundred times. Our merchandise was all designed by my man Joe at 4545creative.com. Check him out. One talented some bitch. And you can find our merchandise at rememberthegamepodcast.com if you are interested. It is a great way to support the show. And if you're like, meh, I don't wear clothes. That's that's not for me. Uh, You can always just support us on Patreon. For only two bucks US a month, you get two additional podcasts every week. Every Thursday and Friday, you get an extra podcast. Um, Every Friday, my gaming news show Game Patch goes live where I look at the biggest news in the world of modern video games, sprinkle in a little profanity in my opinions and do all that stuff I do. An expansion pass goes live every Thursday, and it's a different show every week. We do uh, game rankings. We look back at characters and consoles. We do some comedy episodes. There are modern game reviews over there. This past week on Expansion Pass, we actually talked about the games that made us gamers. I went over some listeners' origin stories. I broke down some of the games that either made me into a gamer or maybe introduced me to a new genre or console that I was new to. Uh, It was a really fun episode, and as is becoming tradition during the intro, here is a sneak peek of last week's episode of expansion pass the game that made you a gamer but i don't know if there's another game in gaming that had a bigger effect on me outside of super mario brothers than gears of war because i didn't even know what the game was i just i just i i literally you guys it was like being a kid and picking the game you're gonna play based on the box art i went to best buy I picked up an Xbox 360 and then I went to the game shelf and I just thought that Gears of War looked like a cool video game and I had no idea if it was a big deal or not. I just bought it on a whim, came home and played it and I it I don't mean to make light of anybody that has like a drug issue or anything like that, but like it was like I relapsed with Gears of War. It it was I went from being like I don't play video games much anymore to just I could not stop playing that fucking video game. So that's now available on our Patreon archives. And uh, for this week, it's Expansion Pass number 105. And we're going to talk about the Nintendo 64 just as a whole. We're going to say our favorite memories, the best games on it, our hot takes, controversial opinions, that motherfucker. 
fucking controller. Uh, it should be a really fun episode. So that'll be going live tomorrow. Expansion pass number 105 for all of our patrons. Again, two bucks. We'll get you two extra podcasts a week, plus instant access to over 200 archived episodes. Uh, plus, you can join our Discord, which is just growing as fast as this fucking show is. You get a chance to vote in our Patreon poll, which is actually running right now and runs until next Monday. You get the ability to submit comments to be read on all of our podcasts, and you get a shout out and you get to hear me mispronounce your name like I'm about to do to most of these people. A huge thank you to all of our newest patrons. Full of Turtles, Ryan Samuel Dom, Ginger Vitus 5, Chris Simonick, Paul Gallagher, Edridge FPV, Adam Blank is a dank, Mark McHugh is a skank. I like that one. Isaiah P, The White Knight, Nicholas Reichel, Derek Monturo, Zoidberg Jesus 17, Daniel Holmes, Shiota, The Lord Corgi, Chad Cronice, Cronus. I, I suck at this. I'm sorry. Nick War, Megan McEachran, McEachran, Megan Mick. <laughs> Fuck me. Uh, keep the change, you filthy animal. Birdman, Zach Fazio, Benjamin Swiller, Bradley Morton, Johan Mejia, Creature Club, Trooper X97, Dan 13, Tim Salisbury, Tyler, and Justin Mauer, Mauer, Mauer. I must have fucked up at least a third of your names. But where it is a badge of honor. Thank you all so much for the support. And welcome to Remember the Game Industries, patreon.com slash remember the game. And just quickly, don't forget, 5% of our Patreon every month gets added to a pool that we're going to donate to the Stollery Children's Hospital here in Edmonton in December as part of my 24-hour charity stream. We're just under $700 already in that pool, and the year is four months old. So not only do you get a bunch of extra podcasts, support little old me, you're going to throw some bucks at the kids. And who can't, you know, we can all get on board with supporting sick children, right? So... Wins all around. Patreon.com slash remember the game. Thank you all so much. And finally, you can find me on Twitch if you're interested. Twitch.tv slash member the game. Not remember. Member the game. I get on there whenever I can, and uh, I never beg you for subs or anything. I just want to hang out and play video games, and you can see the face behind the microphone. And then inevitably be like, oh, you don't look like I thought you were going to look like, like most people say. I think most people think that I'm like a six, and then they see the face, and they're like, oh. That's like a, that's a fucking four at best. But anyway, I'm an Edmonton five, but I'm a four in most places in the world. Either way, that's enough blowing myself. Let's blow some of you by blowing in the cartridges. It's an opening segment here on the show. I read a few comments and questions from our Patreons, usually gaming related, but not always. And we call this segment blowing in the cartridge. He blows all right. He blows big time. That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. Ah. Let's blow. Our first blower this week is Kelly, who wrote in and said, I'm pretty infamous for getting scared really easily. Horror games are rough, but scary movies and stories get me more than anything. As if lately I've been having a hard time sleeping because my mind is going nuts with stuff I saw on YouTube. Horror stuff, of course. And my only hope for sleep has been listening to this podcast. I don't know what it is, but something about the infamous intro calms me down and lets me sleep. You must be hiding subliminal messages in there. But for real, thanks for having a cool podcast that helps me relax. You know what? Thanks, Kelly. I I, I get a lot of messages from people that are like, I listen to your podcast to help me sleep. And I know that nobody means it as like a, well, I mean, maybe a few people. People are like, this is a boring fucking podcast, so it puts me to sleep. I think most people are just like, yeah, it relaxes me. And that's very flattering, but I also don't get it because I think I have a top 10 most annoying voice in podcasting. 
Nobody that does this likes their voice, but I feel like I'm a mix of Barney Gumble, Krusty the Clown, Moe, and the squeaky voice teenager from The Simpsons. It's just all four of them poured into a pot, and it's just it's just awful. I just a horrible voice. But if it helps you sleep, fuck yeah. And if you're like, ah, oh, it's just really boring, and that helps me sleep, I'll take it. A download is a download. I'm glad I can help you sleep, everybody. Uh, thanks, Kelly, for writing in. Boston Pork Sword wrote in and said, Hi, Adam. Slay the motherfucking Spire. I'll try to keep this short. I just wanted to say, hearing you rave about this game, I looked it up a few weeks ago, and my thoughts were that it looks kind of stupid. Boy, was I wrong. I have Xbox Game Pass, and after hearing you talk about it in Game Patch, I was like, let's see what it's all about. My Friday night was spent playing until finally at 3 a.m. I decided I have to go to bed because I have to work in the morning. So if anyone has had the same first impression of this game as I did, do not give up and give this amazing game a try. My favorite character is the silent. Yes, Slay the Spire is, if you don't know, the unofficial official game of Remember the Game Industries. I'm not associated with them anyway. I don't get any money from them. I just really, really like their video game. And the reason I read this message, I get messages all the time from people being like, I'm glad that you've converted me to a Slay the Spire right. Uh, which I'm, I'm happy to have done it to show you the light. Uh, it is a PS plus free game all month. So if you have a PS4 or a PS5 and a PS plus subscription for the love of God, man, just add Slay the Spire to your collection. Try it at some point. It is just, ah, what a great fucking video game. Give it a chance. It's so good. And I'm happy to answer questions about it because I love that game so much. Uh, thanks for writing in Boston Pork Sword. Glad you're digging Slay. Clayton Robertson wrote in and said, Hey, Adam, thanks for giving us great content all the time. Aw, thanks, Clayton. Just wanted to ask if this ever happens to you. I'm a game collector. I just really like accumulating games as well as other things to collect. I really like the idea of playing the games, but I never sit around long enough to actually play them. I stick to the good old PC games that I've played forever, and I don't know why. Dude, I, I mean, I don't I don't pass up my video games to play PC games. You fucking PC master racing motherfucker. Anyway, uh, but no, I totally get that. I, I think a lot of people are like that I've, I've gotten better i try not to buy games that i don't know when i'll get around to playing now unless i see them on like a smoking sale but like who doesn't have at least one or two games either sitting on a hard drive of one of their systems or on their pc or wrapped in plastic sitting on the shelf where they're like i bought it but i don't know when i'll ever get around to playing it um you you're far from alone in that clayton and you know what don't let it bother you i some people do i used to let it bother me as well now i'm just to the point where like i'm gonna fucking play what i want to play and if i don't feel like playing anything i'm not gonna fucking play it just enjoy the ride you don't have to play anything but i listen trust me you're not alone there's a ton of people i think out there that <laughs> think about playing video games all the time and then when they get a chance to do it they don't play them i know i'm bad for that uh thanks for writing in buddy Tom Smith wrote in and said, Hey, how about a Game Boy Advance special? I love the handheld systems and they have loads of great games. Maybe you could do a ranking episode. Also a whole world of shit games too. <laughs> but I know there are some great games on the GBA that I'm probably missing out on and I'd like to hear about them. You know what? I get asked a lot. Thank you for writing in, Tom. I get asked a lot about GBA and I've, I've mentioned this before, but in case you don't know, the PlayStation 2 and the Game Boy Advance of the like, non-freak like panasonic 3do sega saturn like the weird systems of like the mainline systems those are the two consoles i probably have played the least uh because they came out during an era where i just wasn't that into video games so i do hear the requests for more gba games i am working on it i promise i'm trying i'm really dig every game i've played on it i'm like it's fucking sick um but i don't know if i'm in a position to do any kind of a ranking episode or anything with them because i've probably only played a half a dozen gba games in my life so i am slowly catching up uh i hear the comments uh but yeah just to address the idea of a ranking episode i, I would love to do one someday uh but i need to play a lot more gba 
before uh, before that happens. Fucking great little system, though. I'm really I'm playing Castlevania Aria of Sorrow right now, and that game fucking owns. Oh, that game's everything Symphony of the Night should have been. Fucking game. But anyway, thanks, Tom, for writing in. Full of Turtles wrote in and said, Hi, Adam. I know how big a GameCube lover you are. Um, after just starting to dig through your backlog of podcasts at my new job, and there's one game I haven't heard you bring up yet, and apologies if you have and I just haven't seen it. Kirby's Air Ride is such an odd title on the GameCube. It was basically a worse slash, slash glitchier Mario Kart, but with one catch. It had a roguelike mode that made it famous, that made it famous, oh, called City Trial. I would love to see you try this game out at some point because it's a hilarious example of a game mode legendary because a game made legendary. Fuck, I suck at this job. A game made legendary because of a side mode the developers threw in randomly. It's also one of my favorites to play when I was a kid. Um, so I saw this comment. Actually, I saw this game brought up for our Patreon poll, which is always made up of games our listeners would like us to cover that I've never played. Um, but I, I won't lie to you. I looked it up and to get my hands on a copy of this game, it's like 150, 160 bucks. And I'm not a huge Kirby fan. So I'm not going to say never full of turtles, but not in the immediate uh future because and listen i'm not asking anyone to send me a copy or anything like that don't do that it's too much uh at some point though i might look at it and just a couple of you have asked if i plan to review the new kirby game and the forgotten kirby in the forgotten land for the switch i wasn't planning to but the reviews have been really good and my girlfriend was interested in it so i did grab it this weekend uh hoping to knock it out in the next couple weeks and then i'll do an episode of expansion pass and let you know what i think of kirby and the forgotten land uh, but yeah, I hope that answers your question, Turtles. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Ryan Bayshore, as we start wrapping this up, wrote in and said, I miss rhythm games like Rock Band, and I really wish a relaunch would happen, but this time do it differently. Just call it Rock Band. No sequels or anything. They just keep updating the base game. You order the instruments like with the Nintendo Switch Online subscription controllers after buying the game. Then it just gets weekly or monthly updates with dumps of songs. Or even better, have it sync with Spotify or Apple Music and have it create tracks for you of any song if they could figure out the licensing, which will never happen, I know, but we can dream. Yeah, I don't know if that would ever happen. But I also, like, I have, we have an episode about Rock Band in the Remember the Game archives. Uh, I've always never, I never cared for Guitar Hero because I really sucked at playing the guitar. But I love the drums. I was all about Rock Band back in the day. Uh, I'd like to see another fucking, I'd like to see another game in that series as well. But now there is that new, um, what's it called? Rocksmith Plus? I think that's coming out by Ubisoft. Like the really hardcore guitar playing game. Maybe they're like, that's kind of the future and we can't compete. I don't know. But uh, I agree with you, Ryan. Fuck, I would love another. I I'd be I would be stoked if they announced another rock band game with like good online. That'd be fucking so. Oh, that'd be sick. Uh, thanks for writing in, Ryan. And finally, before we move on, it's letter time. It's letter time. I am the mutt. Wrote in and said, Mr. Blank, I just finished reading Console Wars and it made me think that Sega could have easily stayed competitive in the gaming world if not for trying to rush out consoles and they'd listen to other opinions instead of just the people in Japan. I really loved the Sega Genesis and I picked it over the SNES. What do you think the gaming world would look like today if they would have not made the choices that they did? Uh, you know what, Mutt? That's a fucking billion dollar question that I could do an entire podcast about. But there are two hypothetical questions in gaming that I like to just fantasy discuss more than any. One is what if Nintendo hadn't fucked over PlayStation and then had Sony create the PlayStation? Uh, and the second is if what if Sega hadn't and i'm not trying to dig at you sega fans but it's i think even the most diehard sega fan would admit they they dropped the ball multiple times 
between the Sega Genesis and the Sega Dreamcast. And it really sucks. It really sucks. And it does make you wonder, what would gaming look like today? Because then when you go back to the console wars of the early 2000s, in theory, you would have had the Sega Dreamcast with maybe more support alongside the PlayStation 2, the Nintendo GameCube. And then does the Xbox even come out? Does Microsoft just try to get into bed with Sega or buy them or something like that? I don't, I don't know. I... I honestly, listen, I like the Xbox a lot, but I honestly wonder if Xbox would have worked if Sega had still been as powerful as they had been. Because, like, imagine they don't fuck all those consoles up. Whether they release the Sega Saturn or not, they probably do release the Sega Saturn, but they probably do it much better than they did. Um, or let's say they don't. Let's say they fucking go from the Genesis right into the Dreamcast or some some way to have not pissed away the goodwill and the momentum that they had in the mid nineties with the Sega Genesis. If they hadn't done that, I think the dreamcast would have been a much bigger success. I, I really do think a lot of gamers were kind of for lack of a better term, sick of Sega shit by the time the dreamcast came out. And I think they had burned a lot of the goodwill they'd earned with the Sega Genesis. And I think the dreamcast was fucked right from the start. Plus not having a DVD player. in it, as we've talked about many times, blah, 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 blah. But like, imagine the dreamcast. If Sega hasn't pissed everyone off by the time the dreamcast comes out, maybe the dreamcast is a much bigger success story. And if that happens, then maybe Xbox doesn't even try because they're like, we're not gonna, we can't break into a fucking, you know, three giant consoles like that. When, when four were on the market, Xbox, PS2, Dreamcast, GameCube, you knew something was going to die. And Sega had a lot of baggage. That was their problem. Um, I don't know what gaming would look like today. I don't know if they'd still be around. Uh, you know what? I think if they were, if they, if, I think if Sega hadn't fallen apart, and I know they're still around, but if, if they hadn't console wise, if they hadn't fallen apart and gotten out, uh, I think they would be where Xbox is. I think may maybe Microsoft would have bought them. And if not, I think, I think they would be the big three. I think it'd be PlayStation, Sega, Nintendo today. I really do. And I, and I don't wish it was like that. Cause I love gaming today, but man, I wish Sega would just, I liked, I liked Sega. I wish Sega was still, I wish Sega was still making consoles. I really seriously do. But anyway, we could talk about that forever. I love that hypothetical question, though. I could sit around drinking beer and talk about that for hours. Thank you very much, I Am The Mutt. Thank you for all of you that wrote in this week. Uh, we got to keep the show moving, so let's get into the or the official game show of Remember the Game Industries. Play one, remake one, erase one. And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. The rules are simple. Every week, I give our listeners three retro video games. They can play one as it was released, remake one as a modern game, and the third game is erased from time forever. As always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one. We'll get there in just a minute. And I figured since we're talking Sonic this time around, uh, I'd go over to Metacritic, and I lifted three of the highest-scoring Sonic games of all time off that site. Sonic Mania was in the top three, but that game's not old, so I skipped over it. I went with uh, Sonic 2. Sonic Adventure 2, and Sonic CD. And this might have been the biggest runaway winner ever. There are six possible options to vote for as far as a play, a remake, and an erase goes. 54% of you voted to play Sonic 2, remake Sonic Adventure 2, and erase Sonic CD. Ran away. And I was worried that Sonic CD was going to get hung out to dry because it was on the Sega CD and a bunch of people probably didn't play it. We get back to the whole dropping of the ball by Sega. But for what it's worth, for all you diehard Sonic fans, Sonic CD is the highest scoring game on Metacritic. I'm looking at it right now. Sonic CD has a 93. Sonic Mania Plus has a 91. And then Sonic Adventure 2 has an 89. So if you like Sonic, Sonic, and you have not played Sonic CD, 
give it a shot. I know it's on Xbox because I bought it on there for like three bucks. I think it's available pretty readily for dirt cheap these days. Anyway, let's see what a few of you had to say, and then I'll tell you what the right answer is. Jeffrey Mathis wrote in and said, Easy peasy, lemon squeezy, erase them all. I could never get into the Sonic games. They won't be missed. Now, I, I rarely read these comments anymore, but it has been a few weeks since I read one of these answers where somebody didn't play by the rules, and then I disciplined them accordingly. So, first of all, Jeffrey, obviously you're on double secret probation for not playing by the fucking rules. And second of all, because you're the RPG nerd around here, I bet you if these were all RPGs, you would have fucking played them. Yeah, fucking nerd. Double secret probation. Uh, Jeff, uh, Jeffrey uh, Maudlin. Sorry if I fucked that up, Jeffrey. Wrote in and said, play Sonic 2 because it's damn near perfect. Remake everything about Sonic Adventure 2 except for the soundtrack and then get rid of Sonic CD. That does seem to be the overwhelming consensus, like I said, and I don't really have a problem with any of that logic. I certainly would not get rid of the soundtrack, but I would get rid of everything else in Sonic Adventure 2. Fucking game. Uh, a Sharp J wrote in and said, This week's is harder than it looks, only because Sonic CD is a truly underrated hidden gem that nobody played because it was stuck on a platform that nobody owned. It even had a killer soundtrack due to the CD audio. Unfortunately, it has to be erased because Sonic 2 is way more iconic and it has to be played in its original state. And that just leads remaking Sonic Adventure 2 so that every level is about as fun as the first level and Angry Adam has one less game to complain about. Listen, for the record, I do not remake Sonic Adventure 2 when we get to my answers, but I appreciate the number of you that wrote in and were like, let's just remake it into something that Adam won't hate. I appreciate that. If you haven't heard it, there's an episode in our archives about Sonic Adventure 2, and I made my opinions on that game abundantly clear by inventing some fucking swear words. Fuck, I hate that fucking game. Uh, Railroader69 wrote in and said, I love Sonic so much. I love Mario too, though. They're equally for they're equal for me as far as love goes. Anyway, has anyone heard any new news on Sonic Origins? The ability to play Sonic 3 on my Switch would be amazing. Also, I can't wait for the new Sonic movie to come out. What the fuck are you doing, Railroader? I did, I read your play remake in a race. I didn't realize that you fucking told me your goddamn life story before you're on single secret probation right now. Your answers had better be good. I didn't I didn't even I did not even notice this. You're just like, well, when I grew up, Sonic was fucking Railroader, fucking 16. All right. Railroader said I would play Sonic CD because I never played it before and it's going to appear on the Sonic Origins apparently so I'm definitely going to play it there. I would remake Sonic 2. Granted we can still keep the original. I'm waiting for Sonic Mania to go on sale then I'm going to buy it. From what I hear Adam it's even better than Sonic 2. I would remake Sonic 2. Granted they stay 2D. They keep the awesome Casino Night music because that music is so catchy and I'll erase Sonic Adventure 2 because I haven't played any 3D Sonic but looking at any 3D Sonic online I don't think I'd be a big fan so I have no problem ditching it. You're not missing out on fucking anything. Not playing that game but definitely play sonic mania sonic mania i don't care what anyone says is the best sonic game ever made and until i play one better i'll die on that hill sonic mania is the fucking bee's knees um mizuru wrote in and said play sonic 2 this is where sonic really took off remake sonic adventure 2 only so i could add more characters from the sonic universe to play with and update the graphics erase sonic cd as between the two it's the one i never played but also the one with the least impact i mean you're not wrong about that but mizuru don't add more characters the problem with sonic adventure 2 is that you never get to play as sonic don't go because now you're gonna have big the cat in there fucking amy she sucks and i just no, no more characters. Fucking, ow, ow, oh. oh, God, I can just feel the rage from Sonic Adventure 2 coming back. Fuck, I hate that game. Finally, oh, fuck me. God damn it. Fuck, I, I'm so, uh, a whopping 10% of you 
voted the same way that I did this week. 10%, including Michael Cates, who wrote in and said, Sonic CD was actually a really good Sonic game. I never owned a Sega CD, but I did get my hands on a PC port of the game, and I remember liking it a lot, so I'll play it. Remake Sonic 2. It was a great game back then, and it's a great game now, but giving it the Sonic Mania treatment would be awesome. And Erase Sonic Adventure 2. I like the game okay, but the knuckle levels are the knuckles levels are fucking awful. If it weren't for the soundtrack and the decent Sonic levels, this game would have been a complete dud. Overall, I won't miss this game nearly as much as the other two i a billion percent agree with you michael and I, I agree with your order i agree with most of your logic i personally would play sonic cd because i never have and i'm seeing these scores saying it's like the greatest sonic game ever that no one's played so i gotta see what it's all about i would remake sonic 2 and i wouldn't change very much because i really like that game uh i would basically just give it the sonic mania treatment as well maybe add like a couple more characters and saves and stuff like that but it's a pretty good game as it is and then i had to race sonic adventure 2 because you all fucking know exactly how i feel about that game just saying those three words in order sonic adventure 2 just makes my good eye twitch i uh. again listen to that episode in the archives if you want to know what i really think of that damn fucking fucking game uh, anyway, thank you to everyone that played Play One Remake One or Race One this week. What have I been playing over the last seven days? And we'll get into Sonic the Hedgehog. I actually have been playing Sonic the Hedgehog, the first one to get ready for this podcast, but I'll tell you what I think about that in just a minute. Other than that, it's basically just been Horizon Forbidden West, which I think I'm probably going to review on Expansion Pass next week. It's good, but it's a, there's a lot of meat on that bone. And I just, I'm to a point where I'm like, this has been fun, but I'm ready to move on with my life. I got to get this game done. Uh, and then I've been playing Final Fantasy Tactics, and I'm keeping my cards close to my chest on that because that's probably going to be what we talk about in episode 200. Uh, it's, it's good, though. I like it. It's just very, very heartless. <laughs> it'll, 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 there's no baby mode in Final Fantasy Tactics. That game will fuck you up. That's really all I've been playing, though. Uh, let's talk Sonic. That's why you're here. That's the main event. I like to give a couple of you a chance to share your memories of the game before my guest and I hog the spotlight. Vincent L. wrote in and said, I loved the original Sonic growing up. I always played an emulated version my brother downloaded on my parents' PC. After dying so many times on the first level, I finally got past Green Hill, and eight-year-old me was ecstatic. Dude, this game, as you're about to hear Mark and I talk about, is a lot harder than Sonic 2. Like, you can die in Green Hill Zone. It is just... It is... Whew, it's it, this game's tough. We'll get there. This game's fucking. It might, maybe I just suck, but this game's fucking tough. Scott Brooks wrote in and said, I'm sure I'm not the only one, but seeing him playing Sonic the Hedgehog was the first time I felt genuine ev envy as a strictly Nintendo kid at that point in my life. I have mad love to this day for the little blue blur, blur and get hit with a fuck ton of nostalgia whenever I hear the music for Green Hill Zone play. Uh, agree. Yeah, I get into that as well. This game. I'm proud to be a Nintendo kid and have grown up in a Nintendo house, but I admired Sonic from a distance as a kid. I agree. It made me jealous too. I get it. Uh, Justin uh, Valorelli, Val Valorelli, sorry, Justin, if I fucked that up, wrote in and said, Sonic was what helped get me into gaming. I still remember the excitement of playing Sonic 1, 2, and 3 for the Genesis. And that's the thing is like Mario turned so many people onto gaming. There's a big group of people out there that got turned on to gaming by Sonic as well. And I feel like sometimes that gets a little bit slept on because he's not Mario. And it's not fair, frankly. Uh, Vigo the Butch said, I still have yet to beat this one. I played Sonic 2 way more than this. When you get used to the spin dash and then go back to one, it takes you out of it a bit. Oh, well. Cheers and chili dogs. Yeah. No, we're going to, we get into that in a minute, but no spin dash. That's a mind fuck. That takes some time. Dave Thompson's got the last word who wrote in and said, Sonic games are just not that good. Sorry, Sega fanboys and girls, but once you get past the sense of speed, there's just not much meat on the spiky blue hedge. 
Spiky blue hedgehog bone. I ran out of breath all of a sudden there. Uh, heck of a character, though. With great-looking sprites and backgrounds, and Sonic tapping his foot is a top-three idle animation of all time. I agree with all of that. I don't think the Sonic games are that good. I think they're kind of based on a gimmick. But I still like them. Sonic's awesome. I love the music. I love the graphics. All shit I'm going to explain right now. Why I don't love the gameplay, but I love everything else about these games. Mark McHugh and I are going to talk about the original Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm going to queue up some music. And when it stops, we're going to look back at the debut of the blue blur Sonic the Hedgehog, which originally released in North America on the Sega Genesis on June 23rd, 1991. Oh, fuck. That's a long time ago. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. Let's go. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Podcasting is a weird job because I talk to you nerds all the time. Every day, I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad, the ugly... I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it. Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And better help is a great way to go about it. I don't BS you guys. I don't say I've used something if I've never used it. I've personally talked to a BetterHelp therapist about the stuff going on in my personal life, and I genuinely found it helpful. To have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, that can just listen and try to help me come up with a roadmap to get through the tough times... It's just invaluable. It has seriously really helped me. I've talked to my therapist through video and you can do it that way or you can do it over the phone or even just over chat and they give you as many schedule options as possible so you can work a session in around your life. It's licensed therapy as convenient as it gets. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash remember the game today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash remember the game. Uh, all right, joining me via the blank phone this week, uh, the man needs no introduction, but he's going to get one anyways. It is former Remember the Game Hall of Famer. You may know him as the son of the guy that wrote the soccer anthem, uh, which is, dude, that story, Mark, has gone on to become like folklore here at Remember the Game. That fucking story uh, <laughs> of the, your dad's soccer song is the I don't greatest know if my moment. Dad knows, I don't know if my dad knows that he's famous in this one obscure corner of the internet. Well, he is. because If you've not heard it, everybody, uh, go back in our archives and listen to the Super Mario Strikers episode. Uh, it, it's maybe my favorite moment in 190 some episodes of this podcast. It might be my favorite moment ever on the show when you talk, oh, fuck me. I, <laughs> no, I don't want to, I don't. Okay. Anyway, I don't want to break down laughing about it again. Uh, it's my buddy, Mark. <laughs> it's so funny. It's my buddy, Mark McHugh. How's it going, man? I'm doing great. Uh, good. I'm glad to hear that. Now you and I have been wanting to get back together for another episode of this for a while. And you had brought up the idea of talking about the original Sonic. And I was like, hey, I'm a businessman who wants to cash in on trending topics. And the Sonic, the second Sonic movie is coming out, I think, about 
48 hours after this episode goes live. So this seems like the perfect tie-in. Now, we've already covered Sonic 2 and Sonic 3 here on the podcast, uh, but we've never done the original Sonic the Hedgehog. So I'm going to ask you to kind of give me the lay of the land as far as your experience with this game. Because I, I don't remember playing this one back in the day. I remember playing Sonic 2. I hardly remember playing this first one until just recently when I sat down to get ready for this episode. And I've got some very mixed opinions on this game. Um, so, like, when I was in college, there was a Sega Genesis in the Student Union building. This was, like, around 2007, 2008, around then. Okay. So, really, this was, like, an old, old, like, cheap, cheap fucking piece of technology that they threw in there. And the only games they had for it, I eventually ended up going out and buying, like, the Aladdin game. But the only game they had at the time was Sonic 1 and Sonic 2. So I played the fuck out of both of those games. And after playing Sonic 1 again recently, this is a completely obsolete game. Like, there's no reason for this game to still exist. No. And listen, before anyone yells at us, because I know there's Sonic fans listening to this, we're not dunking on Sonic. We're going to get into the game. I've said it countless times. A yeah, a little. But I've said it countless times. I think Sonic's fucking awesome. I think the worst thing about Sonic is some of his games. But I like the character. I like the movie. I like the TV shows. I do like some of the games. And I like especially his 2D games. I think he's so much better in 2D than he is in 3D. Um, oh, absolutely. Oh, holy fuck, absolutely. Like, they gave us Sonic Mania a few years ago, and we're like, yes, more of that. Yes. And they're like, what about the opposite of that forever now? And yeah. we're like, well, for fuck's sake. I've said it countless like, times. What about a movie? And it's like, all right, well, I guess, fine. Yeah, like, it's just, like, he's such a cool character. I really do think Sonic is awesome. It's just replaying this first, like, this first, this is his debut. Like, this is, this is, this is Super Mario Brothers. Like, and I know Mario didn't debut in Super Mario Brothers. I'm going to get the actually. He was a Donkey Kong. Anyway, all I'm saying is, like, this is where, like, the franchise kicks off. And the thing is, is, like, when you don't have Sonic 2 to compare the original Sonic the Hedgehog to, the original Sonic the Hedgehog is, like, a, it's a pretty impressive video game. It's, like, this is kind of neat. Yeah. Like, and, like, we'll get into the positives because I have some great things to say about this game. I think it looked, to this day, I was literally playing it 24 hours ago in 2022, and I was, like, graphically, nothing on the NES can touch this game. And I understand that Genesis well, is a generation ahead of it. great, and it sounds great. Yeah, I like, I get that it's a generation ahead. Listen, I'll be honest. You all know how much I adore Super Mario World. Sonic the Hedgehog is a substantially better-looking video game than Super Mario World. Like, it, that's that. If we're gonna do the comparison, like that, I, I like the thing that bothered me playing through this game is that Sonic the Hedgehog was their response to Super Mario World, when really Super Mario World had mastered this idea of like, okay, well you can take different paths, you no real wrong answers here, you can beat the game in ten minutes if you know what you're doing. Whereas like this game, again, still fun, but it's very much like this level, then this level, then this level, then this level. It didn't have that level of freedom that Mario World had. Right. No, it does. Like, listen, I'm not going to – I'll never move off this hill that this game can't shine Super Mario World's boots as far as, like, the overall quality of the game goes. But listen, that said, when they made Super Mario World, they'd already made three Mario games. Like, they were, like, we've been around the block. This is, like, this is Super Mario Brothers to Sonic. Like, this is the first one. And, to be fair, if you compare Super Mario Brothers 
to Super Mario Brothers 3, as we're going to skip Mario 2 because Mario 2 is the weirdo. If you compare Mario Brothers 1 to Mario Brothers 3, it's like, it's, I could understand how a kid today could play Mario Brothers 3 and then go back and play the original Super Mario Brothers and be like, this kind of sucks. And to Sonic's defense, it is Super Mario Brothers to Sonic the Hedgehog 2's Super Mario Brothers 3. And so, like, they they had a little bit more of an idea of what they were doing when they came out with the sequel. And that's the kind of stuff I want to get into because, like, I still think this game looks great. I still think it plays okay. It sounds awesome. But at the end of the day, it really, it really just feels... I don't mean to sound like I'm shitting on it, but, like, it kind of feels like a tech demo. Like, it almost feels like a beta for Sonic 2. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, because, like... I guess it, like it's not fair to compare Sonic One no, to Sonic Two, considering not. Sonic Two like improved. But Sonic Two improved on absolutely everything. Yeah. So this game feels like, uh, oh, why are we like, why would we still play this game when Sonic Two was basically the same game, just like improved in every way? Yeah. Like to me, the like in a lot of franchises, they take their first game and then they. Um they improve it on the second game. They take what they did and they improve it. And boy, they're like, I can't think of a lot of games where you went from game one to game two. And the leap was as substantial as it is from Sonic one to Sonic two. And the thing is, is like, when you look at them, Sonic one and Sonic two, at least on the surface, like graphically, they look very similar. There's some of the same levels. It's just the same characters, the same enemies. Like that's where I mean, like, I know it's not a super fair comparison, but Mario Brothers to Mario Brothers 2 are very different games. Zelda to Zelda 2 are very different games. Uh, like, I, And, like, literally insert almost every retro gaming franchise that has a 1 and a 2. They're very different games. When you compare Sonic 1 to Sonic 2, it literally just feels like they, like they, they, they finished Sonic the Hedgehog, they shipped it out with the Sega, and we're going to get into just talking about Sonic the Hedgehog in a minute, the first game. But, like, they finished the first one, they shipped it out with this new console, they were like, people are going to love this fucking guy this is great and then it, it doesn't even feel it, it it literally feels like sonic 2 is them working on the exact same file but then just saving it as sonic 2 instead like it feels like, just, like you know adding what I mean? different backgrounds and everything yeah, yeah yeah like it and and so like and, and i want to stop with the comparisons because i agree with you mark it's not fair to compare Sonic 1 to Sonic 2 when Sonic 2 came out after the first one. The only reason I'm I'm hammering on this comparison is because A, they're very similar in some ways, and and B, I do agree with you, unless you are like a completionist who wants to play every game in the series or wants to see where games started or stuff like that. Like if you're if you're listening to this right now and you've never played old school Sonic the Hedgehog and you're thinking about going back to playing them. I don't really think there's much need to play the first one. I would highly recommend just jump into Sonic 2. Like, because all Sonic 1 is going to do... And if you are going to play Sonic 1, play it before you play 2. Because once you play 2, Mark, you nailed it. It kind of it kind of renders the first one as obsolete. And I don't mean to... Sh I'm not oh, trying to dump does. on it. Um, it just really does. Um, now, that said, Mark, I want to get into this. Because you grew up a Nintendo kid much like me. Um, I very, I had very little experience with Sonic growing up. Like I, I watched his cartoons. I'd play it when I got a chance. I didn't get many opportunities to play it, but like, even right now as a 38 year old man who grew up as a diehard Nintendo household, I'm sitting there playing the original Sonic the Hedgehog. And I'm like, for a fucking debut game where you're trying to launch your own mascot and everything, like 
this is a pretty impressive piece of technology. Like Sonic the Hedgehog yeah. is nothing to be sneezed at. It's a good oh, looking yeah. video this game. game. Was like, I think this game was like 91. And for like 91, yeah, this probably blew people's minds. Like really good game for 91. Absolutely. You look at all the like shitty animal mascots that have been invented over the years. Like there's, as much as I love him, Crash Bandicoot's probably the best of the worst, but he's kind of dumb. And there's like Gex the Gecko and Arrow the Acrobat and fucking... I don't know who else am I not? I'm sure there's like eight billion more fucking animal mascots out there. Where <laughs> but fucking... the, like the weird thing is like, how is the most famous like video game mascot of all time like a dumpy middle aged plumber? Yeah, yeah, because dude, and that's the, exactly because that's the thing is like, listen, I love Mario, but like Sonic is. <sighs> With the only exception being that I think Mario games are better than Sonic games, Sonic is better in every way. Like, he looks yeah, cooler. Oh, absolutely. Like, everything about him is cooler than Mario, other like, than I think a, Mario's games are better. Just a better character than Mario, for sure. Right. And this is Sonic's debut. And, like, I'm sitting here looking at this right now, being like, dude, if I, I'll be honest, if I, dude, if, if, because, like, I didn't have a choice. When I was a kid, I played what my parents got me, like most kids. And my parents, we were a Nintendo house. My parents kept buying me Nintendo. And I'm glad they did. But I'll tell you, Mark, if you had taken me to, like, a Walmart or something in, like, 1991, 1992, whatever, and you had handed me Super Mario World with a Super Nintendo controller, and you'd handed me Sonic the Hedgehog with a Sega Genesis controller, little me that cared less about the quality of the gameplay and more just about, like, the game experience... I, I gotta say, I think I would have picked Sega and Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, this game is really fucking impressive looking. When you look, when you get down into the mechanics, which we're gonna get to, it's got some warts. But, like, if you were to just pick it up for five minutes and play with it, it's like playing a Saturday morning cartoon. And I don't think it can be understated that everyone involved with the creation of this franchise and the creation of this character and the creation of this game deserves a pat on the back because this does not look like a half-assed fucking platforming clone where you were just like, we're just going to make our own version of that. You completely flipped the script and relied on these some would say myself included to an extent gimmicks of running around super fast and doing that, but it doesn't deny the fact that it's incredibly impressive to look at. I, I could watch somebody play old school Sonic for an hour and just be mesmerized by it. Oh dude. Like the levels are so interesting. Like they're so interesting and so well designed. Well, see they are, but like, I also think, and again, I don't mean to compare it to Sonic two, but like there's some cheap fucking deaths in the original Sonic, the hedgehog. Like there oh, is some bullshit there in that fucking game, but I like I agree with you. At least from like a like Green Hill Zone to me will always be one of the coolest looking levels in the history of video games. It's so iconic. Like it's just that, oh, that's why it's in every Sonic game, right? And it's just the background is beautiful, and then the bright colors and the way Sonic does the loops and shit. Like uh, you know, in this one they have like I know they have them in other games too, but we're talking the first game. Like like to see these like poles with the spikes on them that slowly rotate. And they have that layer of depth to them, and you can run across it, but you need to line yourself up where you don't run into the spikes and stuff. Like, it's fucking... This This is a fucking... Mar I'll, I'll go as far as to say that, like, the Super Nintendo struggled to ever turn out a game as good-looking as this. And this was a debut fucking game from, like, the early stages. Like, it's really... Remark, I just... And I don't mean to hammer on the graphics, but, like fucking stunning looking game man i'm really just yeah they really nailed it yeah like, like it's really impressive still looks good it does it still looks good 
it still plays okay. And here's the, this is, this is where this show gets hard sometimes because it's not fair to compare it to games that came after it. Like, dude, when I play the original Super Mario Brothers now, you know what drives me fucking insane is that you can't get a high bounce when you jump on an enemy. Like, all the other Marios have that, but the original Super Mario Brothers, you jump on a bad guy and then you just kind of thud to the ground, like Mega Man style. Um, yeah. And it's not fair to be like, well, this is bullshit that I can't get the high bounce because it hadn't been invented yet. So I'm not going to slag on Sonic the Hedgehog for not having that hold down, charge up your spin mechanic. Dude, but, but like, that spin dash, I miss it so much dude, trying to play through it this time. Buddy, do you ever, like, because the thing is, is like, I think the physics in Sonic, and I know this sounds stupid to talk about physics in a game where a blue hedgehog can run faster than the speed of light or whatever the fuck it is. But like, it it is built around physics. And like, if you have no momentum going, it's hard to run up a hill. Whereas like, if you've got some momentum going, you can run up like a wall and get to the top, which I think is a really it, cool mechanic. But, the, but the, there were so many times when like, I would get to like a thing and I had no momentum. So I would then have to like step a few steps back and uh, then run at it. And it was like, but when you like in later games, they're like, Oh, well what if we couldn't just like let you speed like charge up your speed right here? Yeah. It's so annoying, dude. Or like when you go to jump over like three or four pits or like spikes or fucking whatever. And it's like, dude, for, for a guy who's an agile and quick as Sonic, if he has no momentum going into those jumps, you might not make it across those fucking jumps. And they're not even big jumps, but like Sonic basically jumps straight up in the fucking air and he jumps high, but like how far he can go is completely dependent on his, um, on his momentum. And that's where I, I mean it, not disrespectfully, but to say this game at times comes across as like a beta because the, the concept is there, but they clearly realize like we need to give you a way to get your speed up all the time, uh, especially because like, and and listen, I'm going to say I, I can't beat this game. I'm, ter- I'm terrible at Sonic, period, but I this this game fucks me up. Sonic 2, I can get close to beating. I've never gotten past the third world in this fucking game. Like, can you beat this game? I could like when I was 19, I tried again, like just like trying for again to just to refresh myself for the podcast and like, yeah, like second or third world. I kept like, I kept getting, I kept tapping out. Yeah. But the thing is, is like one, one qualm I have with this game is that the Sonic games are built around the idea of just going super fast and exploring and doing these crazy loops and shit like that. Like it took me a long, what? But that really doesn't work for a platform. Like, it's kind of why this series has struggled as much. And don't get me wrong, love these games. Love the way they play. Love the way they look. But the whole, like, building it around the concept of speed, especially in a platformer, doesn't really work because then you'll be going super fast. And then it's like, oh, but here's a thing that you're going to run into and it's going to take all of your coin. Right. Or your rings. Your rings, yeah. And the thing is, is, like, it's taken me a long time. Somebody made a comment to me. I think it was during one of my 24 hour streams. I was playing Sonic two and someone made a comment to me. Like, you're not playing right. Like you can't play it like a Mario game. And I started to realize like, you're right. Like this is a different type of game. I think the ring mechanic is a surprise. I actually have really grown to respect and somewhat admire the idea of the ring mechanic. The idea of like, you can get hit as many times as you fucking want. Just make sure you pick up at least one ring. And they're like, we are expecting you to get hit with the way you're running fast and don't have time to react and stuff like that, which I'm okay with. But what I found in this game was that once you get through the green hill zone, I found there was a lot of like, 
this game slows you down a lot. Like it doesn't focus on the running fast. It focuses on platforming. Yeah, like and there's pushing a lot blocks. of like, okay, well then you have to slowly methodically jump to this place, then to this place. Or if you're underwater, fuck any level underwater. Oh, Sonic like, should as never rule in general. Yes. But agreed. So stressful in a Sonic game, yeah. especially when that music starts playing. I hate underwater in these fucking games so much. I just like, if you're, like you hyped up that like the whole point of Sonic is speed and running fast. And I agree with that. But then it was like, you get into world two and you're like, okay, well I guess I'm just slowly climbing down and pushing these blocks and riding these blocks across lava. And there's like, there's no big open area to just run and go fast. And so it was like, so what are you trying to be? Like I, I, I love, I fucking legitimately love green Hill zone in every Sonic game. I think it's so much fun to play, but then you get into like the future levels and I'm like, you're slowing down too much now. You're too, you're trying to be a platformer now. And I don't think you are. I think you're, again, I don't mean it disparagingly, but it's about this gimmick of running fast. And so like, that's one of my big qualms with this game was that I was like, I'm, I'm blown away at the technique, like of how it looks and how it plays. And it's, there's like no slowdown and it runs super quick and there's no lag. And I'm like, this is fucking, this is a really impressive looking video game. But then I was like, I got into world two and I was like, so wait, so now we're not doing the running fast anymore. Like now I'm just doing like now I'm I'm playing I, I'm it's it, now you're Mario, like I and I think future Sonic games do a better job of that. Um, and I, I, like that's the one thing that I think the 3D Sonic actually does do a really good job of because you'll be like running down a hill and you can kind of see in advance what's coming towards you, so you can be like okay, so I have to move to this side or right. to this side. Yeah, yeah. I just I just found it like. I just find it very slow. I don't think it's bad. I just like, it's just, I was like, you're not like just for, and again, I, I, I'm, okay, I'm going to stop saying it. Like we are going to compare it to his future brethren. It's just how it works. Like, you know, in Sonic two, the second world is chemical plant zone. And it's a lot like, which I fucking love. And it's a lot like Sonic. Like it's a lot like green Hill zone. You're fucking running around and doing loops and shit like that. You get into the second world of this game. And it's like, they totally, it, I don't know what the last three worlds of this game are like because I can't fucking get to them. But like in the there's first, like a there's like a space world, and okay. then like you go like there's like you go to like the final world, which is just kind of like Robotnik's like factory. It seems like. But is there a focus on like running again, or is it still just because like that's that's my problem? Is I'm like the first world. The Green Hills, I'm like, this is, this is fucking Sonic. I love it. But then it was like, no, now we're just going to, I just, I don't think Sonic works when you take away the speed element. And I but think that this game does was, that That also much. did happen in the second and third games as well, where like you'd have sections where you'd go super fast and then it'd be like, okay, we're going to slow you down for a little bit. You have to like do these very precise platforming. And then, man, then we'll see if we have time to get back into the fast stuff. Yeah, I just felt like they balanced it better. I just, I don't know. I, again, it just, it just, you can tell, you can tell this was the first one. And I mean that, like, yeah. to oh, me. Oh, 100%. Right. And in some ways, I think that that is a bad thing because you play the future games and you're like, holy fuck, I can see the advancements and stuff they made. But then in other ways, I'm like, dude, I think it's a real feather in your cap that this is the first one. Because I'm like, this is, for your first fucking video game, 
I know it's not like the first video game they've ever made, but like for your first game with this new character, with these new concepts, like Sonic, Sega's whole marketing, like I've read a lot about the console wars and what Sega's thought process was when they came to competing with Nintendo and stuff like that. And their whole, like, they were like, we want to be cool. We want to be the cool system. And we want to have you the know, cool They wanted games. to be the thing that appealed to teenagers and yeah, not little kids. Right. And and you know what? I, I give them a, a fucking truckload of credit because I'm like, you did it. Like, I'm 38. I'm loyal to Nintendo. And I look at this game and I'm like, as a kid, this I would have wanted this instead. Like, it, like well, there's I, a lot of good there. It, it's just when, it, when you boil the game down to the game itself, it could be a pretty frustrating fucking video game to play. That's all. If you're hearing this, you're probably a gamer. And for our kind, nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files. Have you ever experienced the loss of a save file? It's soul crushing. Dozens, maybe hundreds of hours of work. Gone. Like that. But at the end of the day, it's a video game. It matters, but kinda, you know? That exact scenario, but with a work project, an essay for school, data for your business, that's no joke. That can be really serious. You need a safety net. And I got you, fam, with my partners over at CrashPlan. Visit CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. CrashPlan has been protecting people's data since 2001. And a couple years ago, they set out on their own with one mission, to provide the best damn cloud backup solution on the market. CrashPlan runs quietly in the background of your computer or Mac and every 15 minutes on the clock they create a new backup of every file that's changed in that time. So if something goes wrong, God forbid, you don't lose hours, lose days, lose weeks of work. Just log into your account and you can download your most recent backup from the secure cloud servers. And there's not just one backup. There's a laundry list of them. You can pick and choose which one you want. It's like the ultimate undo button. If if you work on a computer in any capacity, CrashPlan is a must-have. And if you're thinking, ah, that's for big businesses, I'm just Joe Schmo. CrashPlan protects Joe Schmo. They offer a ton of plans and tiers. So there's a crash plan for everyone from small one-person businesses like me to you fancy businesses in offices with staff and free donuts and all that stuff. Time is money. Why wouldn't you protect your work? Spreadsheets, diagrams, videos, art, podcasts. CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. But then you look at that on a grand scale and it's like, well, because of like, because before... Before Sega was trying to appeal to teenagers, Nintendo was just family friendly. And because of this, because Nintendo or because Sega pushed it in this direction, video games are no longer seen as toys. And that may have never happened if it weren't for Sega trying to appeal to teenagers. Agreed. One million percent, man. I think, listen, we did an episode of Expansion Pass like a year or two ago uh, where we named Gaming's Mount Rushmore. Like what four characters would be on Gaming's Mount Rushmore? And Mario was probably the name that came up the most. Pretty well, everybody said Mario. Uh, well, but, yeah, Mario would have to be there, yeah. Uh, of course. But then Sonic was, I think, for most people, Sonic was, like, right, like... And I agree. Sonic is... Sonic is the 1B to Mario. And I don't mean any disrespect to Zelda or anything like that. I'm just, like... I'm just saying that, like, that franchise... Like, you're right, Mark. What Sega did... Listen, I know I give Sega a hard time and I rip on the Sega Saturn and all that kind of stuff. But, like, what Sega did for gaming is is almost immeasurable. And I know they lost in the end, and obviously now they don't even make consoles or anything anymore. But, like, every single person that plays video games today, 
owes a debt of gratitude to Sega for what they did to gaming back with the Sega Genesis. And obviously Sonic is the fucking poster child for this console. And that's why, like, even though I'm going to sit here and talk about some of the beefs I have with this game and stuff like that, and we're going to get back to the game. And let's be honest, there's not a ton to this game. Like, like we're just talking about the impact this game had on gaming as a whole. And I'm going to get back to some of the problems that I have with this game in a minute and some more stuff I like about it. But like, I, I will, I, I will stand here right now and straight up refuse to give this game like a failing grade or get mad at it or anything because I love gaming and I love the history of video games. And I'm like the, the fact remains that this game is one of the most important video games that was ever created. Not just because of the fact that it created Sonic, but because it, it put Sega on the map and gave Sega a chance to compete with Nintendo, which forced Nintendo to get better. And then you get into PlayStation and Xbox and all that later. But like this, this is like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is such a big fucking deal for the world of video games. And everyone involved deserves a lot of fucking credit for this. Like, oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. And even like, I actually listened to a, like a podcast recently that was talking about how Sony originally didn't even want to do video games. No. Like there was one guy that was pushing for it and they were like, why? This is a, we're not a toy company. What the fuck? And but because of games like uh, Sonic, it kind of pushed the idea away that video games are for kids. Yeah. Agreed. It's true. Like it was, it was, just, it was cool. Like they're get, like, and the thing is, is I think if you try to release something today and try to be like, we're the cool edgy ones, you kind of look like an idiot. Like it looks like you're you trying. You look like a total idiot. Yeah. Right. But like back in the nineties, like like listen, I I'm a huge Crash Bandicoot fan, and I love those original. Do you remember the original PlayStation ads for Crash, where he would like go outside of Nintendo and like chirp, yeah, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and like and they like I think they actually did, and I think the like the, they actually did have to call the cops on that guy. Yeah, it's fucking hilarious. Like I love those ads. None of that shit exists without Sonic the Hedgehog. Nintendo that's, went dude, but Nintendo, the other funny thing about that is when you consider like half of the people in that building probably didn't speak English and so they just <laughs> saw this they just saw this dude standing outside with a megaphone being like what the what what the fuck is this? Yeah. Hey plumber boy. I love those ads. None of that shit would have happened without without Sonic the Hedgehog. Like so, like dude, do you remember Nintendo's old play it loud ads? Like I remember with the Game Boy Colors and they were like these these like magazine ads with like people's tongues painted different colors and like they were trying to be like cooler and like they were trying to be they tried to be cool like with play it loud and all that like now you're playing with power like superpower or whatever the fuck it was like they tried really hard to be cool and all of that is from Sega and I honestly wonder if Sega hadn't come along and had Sonic the Hedgehog would gaming have I mean maybe it would have eventually but would gaming have done that transition from like the geeky little kid toy system to like hey we're cool like you can be cool and play these games like Sonic's the first one that did it I I have so much admiration for what they did with this video game and what they did with this franchise and the impact they had on gaming. I really oh, do. Oh, no, and exactly. And, like, yeah, we can talk shit about this game all day, but, like, the bottom line is this game had so much impact. Yeah, it did. It really did. And it and it just and it just doesn't suck. Like, it just doesn't – it doesn't suck. It, it just – it's just – it's so let's get back to the game because, like, that's one of my major qualms with this game. We talked about not having the dash spin and how that's frustrating and stuff like that. I just think there's a lot of cheap deaths to this fucking game. The amount of times, Mark, that, like, I got hit 
I, I like I'd be running super fast. I would jump over like a pit of spikes, land, and then run into like one of those fucking red crab bad guys. He would hit me. Sonic bounces back. All his rings go flying everywhere. But the bounce back knocks me into the pit of spikes, and then I just die. And I just yes. was like, where, oh the, my God. where the fuck yes. is my two seconds of invulnerability where I can like catch my breath or something like you. And that's my qual. That's my biggest problem is I'm like, I get that the whole gimmick of your game is run fast and you don't know what's coming. And I get that the rings kind of neutralize that because as long as you have a ring, you can run into whoever you want and you'll be okay. But if you fall into a pit, you're fucked. It was such bullshit. And I just was like, there's so many fucking spots like that in this game, in my opinion, where it's just, there's just i think there's some cheap fucking deaths in this game like i dude i even got to the point where i was cheating with save states and stuff like that and i still couldn't beat this fucking game and maybe i'm just out of shape maybe i'm just not very good maybe i just don't know how to play sonic but i'm like i don't give up you can fucking send your angry emails or whatever you want there are some cheap cheap fucking deaths in this video game like the other annoying thing the other super annoying thing is like you know like you have three lives right Right. So you die once, you have two lives, you die another time, you have one life. That one life, like I remember dying when I had like, it said one life on the screen. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I've got one more life. And it's like, no, that's your game over. Yeah, like, and that's not a Sonic exclusive problem, but I, I hate every video game that doesn't give you the time zero. Like that drives me yeah. fucking nuts. Like, let me, I'm assuming that I have this many more tries, you fuckers. And dude, you can die fat. Dude, do you remember in Green Hill Zone? I think it's the third level in the Green Hill Zone. Right out of the gate, there's this like pit of spikes with a moving platform above it. And you have no rings. There's no rings to pick up. And so if you miss that jump, you just lost a life. And it's not and an like, easy jump to I, make. And I'm like, where the fuck? <laughs> fuck you. Give I me a ring. I understand that it was to make the game longer because that's how games worked in those sure. days. We've talked about this a million times on the podcast. Sure. But... Holy fuck does like I love that now games are no longer made like that. You can now play through an entire game and if you die it's like okay we'll let you go back to like the last level, beginning of the level or what like where you last died or whatever it is. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. Now that said, yeah, cuz like this game has no passwords or save states or anything, which I'm not going to shit on it for because Mario 3 didn't have those, and that's the biggest That's the biggest fucking black eye on Mario 3 is that the game is 12 Mario hours 3 should have, because you can't play through that game in a single setting. Not if you do it old school and you don't warp whistle, yeah. Whereas, like, yeah, no, this game... No, like, there are certain levels in that game where it's like, I don't know how anybody ever saw these levels because it's, like, six hours into the game. Yeah. And, like, and Sonic the Hedgehog is fucking vicious. Like, there are times where you're, like, you'll die, and then in, like, a second you'll die again, and you're, like, what the fuck? And, bro... And again, I know they fix this in future iterations, but like when you get to the Robotnik fights in this game, if you die on the Robotnik fight, it's probably starting you back off at the checkpoint right before Robotnik. There's no rings. They didn't sprinkle a couple of rings in. So now you have to go into the boss fight without any fucking rings. And I'm like, you got to just give me two or three, just a couple sitting right there before Robotnik. That is such crap. That said, I think the Robotnik fights in this game, that issue aside... They're pretty creative and they're pretty well done. They are. I, dude, I, I just want to say as a whole, listen, Bowser's a better villain than Robotnik, but Robotnik fights are miles ahead of Bowser fights. Like he, the idea that this, like this, this angry pudgy man just keeps coming up with more and more fucking ships to come and fight you in. Um, I love it. It's I fucking love. Funny. What? 
it's kind of funny just like the shit like <laughs> every time he shows up it's like this new weird way you have to fight him oh yeah I love – dude, I look forward to most of the Robotnik fights in Sonic games. I think they're fucking great. And they came out right out of the way in this one. Like, And most of them are fairly doable once you figure out like his pattern and you just figure out, okay, this is where I got to hit him and then I can dodge and then I can hit him and then I can dodge. Um, but like I just love the way they've always looked and I, I just think like – again, it, he looks like a Saturday morning cartoon villain. I think they're fucking great. Like I never dread the boss fights in this game ever. Especially – There's one – What's that? The – uh, there's one Robotnik boss fight in here that's really cool, like because it's you, you get a series of levers, and Robotnik is just dropping bombs on these levers, and you have to time it just exactly right so that you can like jump down on these levers and throw bombs at him. Oh shit! I, I never got that far. <laughs> that, that sounds like, like a great that fight, part's though. really cool. Yeah, like that's so clever. Especially, listen, let's. Here's a point for Sega. When you look at what the other kid was doing, and Nintendo was giving you like Super Mario Brothers three, where you fought the seven Koopa kids, and it was seven of the exact same fight. They just had slightly different attacks. Like it was, or even Super Mario World. Let's be honest. Like the Koopa kid fights in Super Mario World aren't great. Like the Robotnik fights are better than the Koopa Kid fights in Super Mario World. Yeah, I'll give you that. The Koopa Kid fights were better than the ones in Super Mario Brothers Three, though. But they're still like, not great, though. Like, yeah, especially like, not when. Uh, just, and there's a lot of copy and paste, just with like a few new, uh, like, like few new ideas thrown in. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just think, like, and you know what else I kind of like? So I love those boss fights. You know what else I kind of like about this game, too, is that it was just Sonic and Robotnik. Like, there's no Tails. There's, and I like Knuckles. I hate Tails. But there's no Tails. There's no Knuckles. There's no shitty cat bat burglar. There's no big fat obese cat. There's no weird crocodile with headphones on his fucking ears or whatever. Like Sonic they, doesn't have a sword. No, they, exactly. Yeah, like they really like. I get why they like. There's no shadow, and I'm not dunking on all those characters. I like some Sonic characters, and I dislike some characters. But it was I. I like what it, I just. I like Sonic versus Robotnik, Eggman, whatever you want to call him. Like, there's just. It's just man, I. I'm playing this game and I'm like, as a gamer now, it irritates me because there's some things about it that I think are false. But I'm just looking at it and I'm like, you deserve your legacy and i mean that in the best way possible you've got a great villain with a great hero good looking characters the fun boss fights like like you look at these shitty characters like arrow the acrobat and gex the fucking weird gecko and bubsy the i love bubsy but he's a shitty cat and it's just like they're, they're just so <laughs> right oh yeah there's another one uh, even Crash, as much as I love him, he I mean, they gave him a little bit of attitude, but he's still kind of half. Like, there's a lot of half-assed animal mascot games out there, and I'm playing this game, and I'm like, you, like Sega, everyone involved in this game was clearly like, we need to compete with them, with being Nintendo, and they fucking did it, and I, I just love the simplicity of Sonic versus Robotnik. I think it's one of the greatest like bad guy versus good guy rivalries in gaming. And I kind of liked that there wasn't Tails and all these other characters mixed in. It was just one. Just that I like Tails. I do like Tails. God, fuck! I hate that little rat so fucking much. <laughs> fuck! I hate him. Um, now that's the other thing though too is like I feel like Tails was created just to put a two-player mode into Sonic Two. Like that, they just wanted to make it two players. Like he, you know, Sonic needed a Luigi. Um, but that said, like, yeah, I don't like how they did it. I much preferred how Mario World did it. They were player one, player two. I understand, like, 
why like and i don't like that multiplayer games now have kept with the whole like oh you're both playing at the same time instead of taking turns right but i understand why because it's like well you don't want to interrupt the gameplay for any specific person but it makes it feel awkward when you have a tails and a sonic on screen both doing different things one person's trying to go one way one person's trying to go the other way yeah well i think i think part of that too much like the speed thing was I think it was just Sega trying to show like, hey, our console is more powerful. Like, look what it can do. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're like, we don't, you don't have to take turns. You can both play at the same time. And even playing this one, because obviously the original Sonic the Hedgehog is only one player. But like, I, I, what I would like to know is if they, if imagine, imagine Mario never existed. Imagine Sega was just like, we're just gonna create this character and build a video. Like, imagine like they did the exact same thing, but they didn't have to worry about beating nintendo to do it would they rely on the speed thing or would they have just made it like a different game because like and i and i take shit when i say this but i i stand by it for better and worse because i think sometimes it's a plus and sometimes it's a minus that speed gimmick of sonic is just that it's a gimmick i don't think it adds anything to the gameplay per se i it's fun to look at and it's cool to play it but it doesn't make for a better like action platforming experience it's just yeah, there I to don't... make it look cool I don't think so either, and I don't think that they would have leaned on it because, like, remember the whole campaign at the time was the whole Sega can what Nintendo don't. Yeah, Sega does what Nintendo And it was yeah. all about, like, look how fast we can go. Look at, like, boost processing. Yeah. Which really didn't mean anything. Oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> bla yeah, blast, blast processing, which was a made-up fucking term. I love it. I fucking love it. Like, I don't – yeah, I just – I don't know – like, listen, I know we're kind of going all over the map and we're not just talking about the game. We're talking about the impact of Sonic. But the thing is, is like, if you've never played the original Sonic, uh, th like there's not a ton of meat on the bone. Like it's, it's, there, there's, it's, it's, you run from left to right and then you fight Robotnik and then you go and you run from left to right again. Um, oh, I will and there say are bonus stages, which give you a headache. Yeah, I will say they have bonus stages and I'm not going to compare them to the bonus stages in Sonic two. Cause that's not fair, but I think the bonus stages in this game fucking suck. Like, where it drops you... Like, if you've never played it, it drops you into this thing where, like, Sonic is, like, a pinball, and you're, like... you The map, like, rotates around you, and you're surrounded by, like, bumpers. And um, there are pictures of birds in the background for some reason. For some fucking reason. And you can, like, collect rings, and apparently, like, because gravity plays, and you fall toward the bottom, but you can spin the map around so where the bottom is could shift up to the top, so you're falling a different way and stuff like that. You need to collect enough rings. Eventually, you find, like, a Chaos Emerald in there or something like that. I gotta say, maybe I'm just not very good. I never once found a Chaos Emerald in one of those bonus levels, ever. I always fell out of it before I found it. Did you ever find the Emeralds in them, ever? Uh, I think like one or two, but like oh. I never got all of them. They're so like I that bonus level fucking sucks. I don't like it at all. I don't like it at all. And you need to like to get it. I think you have to get to the end of the level with like so many rings. And then when you're like dashing through and you spin the Robotnik sign to exit the level, which I've always thought is such an awesome way to end a level. There's like that giant floating ring in the air and you have to jump into it right away to go into it. So you it's have really to time easy. it just right. Yeah. Yeah. It's really easy just to miss it. And like. I would have rather just if you got to the end of the world with so many rings, you got the Chaos Emerald or something. Because, like, I just think the bonus levels in this game are, yeah. Like, I'm not going to compare them to the future ones. I just think they suck. I think they would have, I frankly think I would have hated them even back then. I just don't like but the also, bonus levels. But also, like, the Chaos Emeralds, like, what was the point of them? I don't even remember what the point of them was. Because there's no Super Sonic in this game, which, again, not fair to compare to the next one. But, like, 
the next one had a reason to collect those emeralds. You can become super badass Sonic. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I think that, like I think you get like an extra continue or something in this one. But you're right. Like no, they seem okay. kind of like yeah, they seem kind of whatever. Um I, yeah, do I like I know it's not a very long episode by our standards everybody, but like it's a really basic game. It it's just it's it's uh, super impressive. I think it is I think from a gameplay perspective, I don't think it's the most impressive launch title of all time, but from a look what our console can do perspective, I say this without any exaggeration. I'm like, to me, this is equivalent to like, I remember playing Breath of the Wild on my Switch. And whether you like Breath of the Wild or not, that that game was on a portable console five years ago. It was like, holy shit. Like you can, the game this big and it plays anywhere. This is fucking incredible. Um, I kind of feel like that with this game. Like to look at this game from that era and be like, holy shit. Like that, look at what this console can fucking do. Like this is this is remarkable. Like what everything they set out to do at the end of the day, Sonic was nothing more than a giant marketing ploy for the Sega Genesis. That's what he was. And when you look at it, you're like fucking sold. Like, like this is, I'm, I, I hope what I'm trying to say makes sense. As far as a tech hardware, uh, showcase perspective, this is as impressive a launch title as there is in my opinion. Yeah. Um, this is Sega still making Sonic games. They have an open world co- say Sonic game coming out sometime this year, and yeah. I'm like, ah, I don't know if I'm going to play that. I'll wait to see what the reviews are. I want another Sonic Mania. I That's do what too. I wanted. That's what all Sonic fans wanted. Yeah. And they're like, you can fuck yourself. Yeah, I do. Now, I will say, I want a new Sonic Mania really, really badly. But I'm also, I'm a little, I'm a little. <laughs> intrigued by the idea of an open world modern sonic because like imagine a game like a ghost of tsushima or something but instead of like riding a horse slowly you can there's no fast travel because you can just put sonic in turbo mode and fly across this map in like five seconds like on on paper i'm like all right you've got my attention and the thing is is like the sega genesis had a little bit more kick under the hood and it was able to do something that like the nes couldn't do and now you look at the PS5 and the Xbox Series everything with their SSDs and, like, what they're capable of, and you're like, may and I don't know. I certainly would not be pre-ordering the new Sonic game. I'm going to wait and fucking see. But I do look at them as, like, maybe you finally have the technology you need to do this character justice in a big open-world 3D game. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, this could be Yeah, impressive. like, it's... I'm going to wait to see what the reviews are like, but I see what you're saying. Like they're, they might have something this time around. Absolutely. And like, I'm cheering for them. And I, I like, listen, I took so much shit for the Sonic adventure two episode. Somebody came by my Twitch chat and told me that I was wrong and I'm an idiot. Oh, What was your take on Sonic adventure two? That it is one of the worst video games I've ever played. I hate that fucking. Oh really? Video game. I liked it, but again, uh, like I, I there was a lot of non-Sonic in it for a. That's Sonic the problem. Game. Please, I'm not getting back because I don't want to get yelled at again. I am not. Going Why is Knuckles have a whole fucking climbing level? Okay, yep. yeah. But the point is, is like, th- like listen, Sonic has had a, <laughs> Sonic has had a lot of bad video games. He has. I like the guy, but like he has had a very, very rocky career in the world of video games since this one came out. But you know what the thing is, Mark? A lot of characters, they release two or three bad video games and then the character just disappears. 
like, look at Bubsy. Look at all those other shitty animal mascots we brought up. It took Crash Bandicoot, like, fucking 20 years to get another good game. Earthworm Jim only had two. Right? Like, there's a lot of, like, so many animals get stuck with shitty games. And for whatever reason, Sonic has has survived the test of time. And I, despite the fact that he's released some awful video games in those days. And I think the reason for that is, number one, he is very well designed and he looks cool. Like, as a kid, you look at him and you're like, that guy's cool. I'm on board with that. And number two, they got him into the the veins. They got him into the arteries of our generation back in the day with a game like the original Sonic the Hedgehog. And I just... I Also, three, there's a very, very weird corner of the internet that is sexually attracted to characters from Sonic. Well, I mean, uh, that's not totally weird. Um, I just okay. I like I like Eggman. Fucking shut up. I'm a chubby chaser. I like that guy. Uh, but I just I have so much respect for this fucking this little shit because of just his legacy in gaming. And I, I playing this game, I'm like, I don't think this game is aged that well. I think that the future games are better. I think it's annoying to play. I think it's hard as fuck. I'm not very good at it, but I still love this game anyway. And I think a big part of it is just respect for its legacy and what it did in game. Yes, it's exactly that. It's the Ocarina of Time thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I think or I like- it's like, man, better, th- like better games have come along that have done it better. But like, I appreciate what it did for the industry. Sure. Absolutely. I Nothing but respect from me on this game. Um. I, I don't think we missed it. There's really not much to it. There's only seven worlds. There's no tales. There's no multiplayer. There's crappy bonus levels. I think that's about it. Um, if you, uh, so I will just say, if you're sitting there listening to this and you're like, I've never played the original Sonic games. I wonder if I should, you should. I just, from the bottom of my heart, recommend just starting with Sonic two, unless I would too. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're the type of person who's like, I want to see where it started. Then by all means, cause it's not unplayable. Listen, there are worse games out there than Sonic the Hedgehog. It's just once you play Sonic 2, boy, Sonic 1 is going to feel like just a, a sh- like a hat. Like it, Sonic, Sonic, the original Sonic the Hedgehog feels like Sonic 2, uh, like point, like point five of Sonic. It feels like a half of the game, which I guess it kind of is, but it just feels like a lesson. I also do kind of feel like Sonic Mania did kind of like surpass the, oh, the yeah. old school Sonics in every way. So like, if you're just like, I want to play 2d Sonic, but I don't know, but I only want to play one in that case. Yeah. Just do mania. I would go as far as to say, if you just want to play a, if you've never played a Sonic game and you want to play one, play Sonic mania, but like, yeah, yeah. I, I recommend it over the originals. I recommend two over this one. I recommend three and knuckles over this one as well, but three and knuckles can be kind of hard to track down these days for a variety of reasons. Um, but, you know, despite, like, frankly, dude, I, I went to play this for the podcast, and I was like, oh, it's not on the Genesis Online on the Switch. Dude, that was the other thing I was going to bring up. I was like, okay, I'll just play it on the Genesis Online. And I looked at it, and it wasn't there for some reason, because, uh, full disclosure, I was planning on just, uh, like, save-stating my way through it, and then it wasn't there, so I had to go play it on the, like, the, the Genesis collection that they have. Yeah, that's where I played it. And then I just kept getting my shit rocked over there. And for the record, by the way, if anyone listening to this is interested, like the Genesis Classics collection is really good. I don't know how worth your money it is now because those Genesis games are on the Switch Online. Um, But like, it's a really good. That's where I played it as well, was on that collection. I'm shocked that it's not on the Genesis Online. Uh, I I don't know why. Like, the only thing I could think of is that they're like, "Eh, Sonic 2 is better. 
I don't know why yeah, like else. There's but, no but reason then, for it to exist, I guess. Game, but even then, like this game should be on Genesis Online. I'm not sure why it isn't on there. Um, it deserves it just me neither. Sake. But anyway, uh, great game. I I respect the shit out of this game so much. Um, how the fuck are we gonna score this thing? Uh, fuck. I'm trying to think of a funny way to score this. There's only one character. There's only one fucking boss. Um, all right. You know what? You need 50 rings to trigger the bonus level. So we'll go with that. So if you were going to score okay. the original Sonic the Hedgehog out of 50 rings, what, how many rings would you give it? Um, I'd give it 35. And then you run into an enemy, lose all of them, get bounced back into a spike pit, die. But, uh, yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. 35. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. Like I, I, if I take my, if I take my respect for its heritage off and just look at it as a game objectively, I'm like, it's like a 30 out of 50, but I'm going to give it like a 40 just cause I respect what it did so much. I, I just respect this fucking video game. It's I, I respect it more than I like it. Quite frankly. Yeah. It's like, Oh, a hundred percent. Like what's the line from Anchorman? What's he say? Something like, uh, I may not like you, but I damn sure. I respect hate you. you, bro. I hate you, Ron Burgundy. But God damn it, do I respect you. That's how I feel about this game. Except hate maybe is too strong of a word. I might just be like, I kind of like you, but God I damn it, do I was annoyed by you. you. Yes, yes. I, I was annoyed by you, but God damn it, do I respect you. Um, Yeah, so that, all right. Fuck yeah. I was, I, I'm good. I don't think we're going to catch any shit for this one. I think we played nice. I think this was good. Um, I'll quickly ask you, dude, because the new movie comes out about 48 hours from the time this episode goes live. Uh, are you excited for the new Sonic movie? Dude, you know what? I, I don't know if... Like, I'm going to go see it. Like, I want to go see it. I liked the last one. I don't know if I'm excited, though. I'm, I'm, I am kind of excited. I Dude, that first... The first Sonic movie... Which, by the way, uh, if you go back and I remember the game archives, I have an episode reviewing the first Sonic movie on here somewhere. I was pleasantly surprised by that first Me movie. Me too. That movie was... I'll I I've said it a hundred times. I'll I'll stand by it. As of right now, that's the best video game adaption of a like movie I've ever seen. Like, doesn't mean it's the greatest movie in the world, but like, you know what? Listen to all of you, and I know people listen to this that make video game movies and TV shows. We don't need you to fucking reinvent the atom here. Just take the story from the video game, take the characters from the video game, and put it in a movie. And I know that they kind of fucked with the story a little bit in this game, but the sheer amount of nods, like little, little, just like, Hey, here's an Easter egg going back to the game. Here's something going back to the game was so well done. Plus Sonic, a cool character. He's frankly, I think Sonic is a better character for a movie or a TV show or comic book than he is for a video game. Like he worked so good. On a slightly related topic. Are you nervous or excited for the Mario movie? I, nervous nervous me too i think the cast they nailed it like yeah 10, like 10 out of 10 no notes again i don't know what the deal with chris pratt is but i feel like there's something that they know that we don't about that guy yeah. and then you look at the rest of the cast and you're like oh yeah jack black is bowser charlie day is luigi nailed it yeah i, I mean like i, I think that the casting like I, listen i'm gonna see it of course i'm gonna see it like when it comes out and like and i think it'll be better than the mario brothers movie from the 90s but uh i'll be honest like i don't like i look at sonic i mean and who knows like i haven't seen sonic 2 yet it's not out yet maybe it maybe it sucks and maybe when we go see we'll be like oh well, that, it's that was a like fun about seventy percent on Rotten Tomatoes as we speak. So it's it looks like it's probably going to be about as good as the first, which is all I want, and that's fine. And quite frankly, yeah. I look at those movies then, and I'm like, 
You know what, Nintendo? Listen, I think that Mario games are better than Sonic games, but I think the Sonic has set the bar for video game movies. Like, get your ass in gear, because like this isn't like they're good. I I just God, I just really like Sonic the Hedgehog. I just think he's so fucking cool. I just am gushing. Like I the way I love Nintendo is the way I love Sonic. Not Sega, not even Sonic's games. Just that fucking hedgehog with his weird fucking one eye that is somehow two eyes with a bump in the middle or whatever the fuck it is. Like I just I just think he's so rad and I'm excited for the movie and I love talking Sonic on here. We got to do more Sonic episodes. It's just I god, I just suck at his fucking video games. Fuck me, I hate them. But I love them. I I you fucking annoy me, but god damn it, do I respect you, Sonic. Um Mark, that was fun, buddy. Thanks for doing this and uh, I hope you like the movie. We'll we'll talk about the movie once we've seen it. We'll uh, we'll, we'll fucking Yeah. But oh, thanks. Oh dude, absolutely. Thanks for doing this, buddy. Thanks for having me. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Mark, thank you so much for giving me a call and talking Sonic the Hedgehog and every single one of you nerds listening to this right now, whether this was your first episode of Remember the Game, maybe your 192nd episode of Remember the Game. Thank you so much for taking a chance on this little podcast of mine. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, If you didn't hate it, Leave us a good review on, I don't know, Apple or I think Spotify. You can just do the stars or fucking whatever. I'm not sure what reviews accomplish, but I know the good podcasts ask for them. So I'm going to do that now as well. And if you're like, God, I just can't get enough of this guy's sultry, somewhat pubescent voice. Uh, maybe consider supporting us on Patreon. I, our, our, our Patreon membership started $2 per month, not per week, per month. And in exchange for that $2 a month, you get two additional podcasts a week. So in a four week month, $2 gets you eight additional episodes, plus instant access to about 200 bonus podcasts. Plus you can write into the show. You can join our discord. I'll give you a shout out at 5% of everything we make on Patreon is getting donated to this Tolerate children's hospital. Uh, for tomorrow's episode for all of our Patreon, It'll be expansion pass number 105, where we'll look back at the Nintendo 64. I'll be back with Game Patch on Friday, where we talk about all the biggest news in the world of video games. And I'll be back seven days from right now with Remember the Game number 193, which will more than likely be about Dino Crisis for the PS1, which won our Patreon poll last month. This month's Patreon poll is live right now. Get in there and vote if you want to vote uh, for all you patrons, all right? Good enough. Patreon.com slash Remember the Game. I'm also at twitch.tv slash Remember the Game if you want to come by and say hi, not me, not remember the game. Remember the game. Forget the remember. I don't even know who the fuck that is. Twitch.tv slash Remember the Game. And uh, is that everything I'm supposed to plug? Oh, I have a P.O. box. You can find the address at rememberthegamepodcast.com. Just shoot me a letter, a postcard. Let me know where you're listening. I'll send you one back. We'll be friends. Good enough. Thank you all so much for listening to the show. I'm going to do a few shout-outs and get on with my life. Take it easy, everybody. I hope you enjoy the new Sonic movie. I'm very excited to see it. And uh, I'll talk to you guys on the next podcast. Cheers. Goodbye. So long. Au revoir. Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. I could not produce all the content I turn out every week without all of your support. The following people are subscribed at the Senior Executive Vice President level or higher at patreon.com slash rememberthegame. So I'd like to take a moment to butcher a bunch of their names and thank them all personally. A huge thank you to... 
Makeshift, Mallow Money, Joe, Buck, Sharonic, Andre, Keegs in his stupid arrow handle, James Clark, Dave McGee, DNA Gaming, Slick Rick, Doug Dorn, Charlie Medeiros, Andrew Wright, Jordan, The Good Enough Gamer on YouTube, Fraser Burns, Lil Bunny Fufu 89, Angry Ticks, Dave Thompson, No One Cares, Brandon O'Brien, Aaron Lawson, Nathan Tromblay, Morgan, Mike Maloney, Very Cool Dude, G9PSX, Raging Demon, Wolfgang Darren, Sam Wright, Andy Hudson, Chris Coplin, Wolf Magic 21, Johnny CCDC, Titan 420, Zonko 504, Adam Fair, Russell Aldridge, Jeff Bergeron, Captain N, Game Nomad Misi, Daniel, Tunable Power, Tom Danks, John Woodruff, Just a Fish, Noob Q, Denzalo, Holmes, Zach Shepard, Ballsack Teabagger, Chris Dickin, Matthew D'Amico, Frosty Feet 492, Chris Larkin, Austin Cook, Elijah Burns, Stephen Parnell, Dockabai, Ray San Juan Tongo, Zach Coiner, DBXJ, Jameer Williams, Steve Dalk, Phil McCracken, Trav H, Mizuru, David Marcus, Phil Lencher, Ruben Elizald, Eric James, Riley Turvey, Mexican Johnny, C-Spin, Thomas Smith, Nicola, Munch Makuchi, Leroy Westrich, Dark Squall, Jerry the 3D Printed Sawstrich, Paul Burke, Evolva, Sean Ramos, Boston Pork Sword, Mad Max, Stud Still Smash, Mojo the Monkey, Solid Rake, Brant Hewitt, Gabriel DeAndre, DeAndre, fucking Gabe, that name, I'll never get it, Dan Fuselman, Aaron Mitson, Decoy Man, John Jameson, Wyatt the Surgeon Rowe, Tyler Nightmare, Terry Douglas, Benjamin Swiller, and Creature Club. Thank you all so much for the support. Sorry if I fucked up your name. Take it easy, everybody. Cheers.